Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Outlaw Radio. The staccato hoofbeats of a golden palomino, carrying a man who fights wherever justice needs a champion. Magic Matt Allen. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back, my friendlies. Welcome back to Magic Match Outlaw Radio. Was it uh, Tony Orlando on the show last last week or the week before? The week before. No, week before. And uh, then I had Tony on a New Year's New Year's Eve special that, uh, and by the way, Mary in upstate New York, uh, who sent me a text that night, fail. That's by the way. That's something else. That's something else we do on another media outlet, having nothing to do with Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. Love this Moody Blues song. Of course, you can't hear it when it's not really up there. I was fading. So good. Yeah, she. Uh, I don't know. It was an experiment on uh, on YouTube, on Rumble. And then I, so I pulled the plug after about an hour. I know when something's not working. You know, we were trying to ring in the new year while I was doing another radio show. And I, whatever. I just want you to know that it wasn't, it wasn't a fail. It was an experiment. And Tony Orlando was on with me that night for this other media outlet. And I mention that because I received a call from Tony the next day, the first day of the new year. And he was, he was yelling. And he said, you know, I can't tell you what he said because it was a private conversation. And out of uh, out of respect for Tony Orlando, and I have tremendous respect for this man, a true patriot and a good, good, good man and a straight shooter. He would. And I it, it took me about a minute into this conversation to know. I, I said, are are you pissed at me? And he said, yes. And I said, wow. I said, what happened? We broke it down. And it's sort of, and I can't even give you, I want to give you a clue. As And, and if I receive permission from Tony Orlando, uh, then, not that you're really given ass about this. Are you still friends? But Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. What happened was, because our friendship is so strong, it made our friendship stronger. Good. And, you know, and, and as he said, he said, you know, instead of something like this lingering and then then me not you wondering why I'm not talking right. to you again. I said, man, Good I, I have had that so many times in showbiz. There's just no phone call. So I don't know what the hell happened. You know, maybe it was some rumor that someone else started. Someone else said something. No, just, you get ghosted. You, you, yeah. And you don't know why. Right. So Tony said, no, my my he said, you will never have a better friend than than me. And I said, I know that, Tony. He, he said, legitimate bitch. He said, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything. It was this odd, serendipitous thing that happened that had nothing to do with me, but another programming department. And he thought that I had set him up. And that, and that's all I'm going to say. And I said, hey, Tony, I would never do that to you. And, you know, he didn't know because it, it seemed so blatant what went down. And I know, I know it's cryptic. I know the way I'm telling you this is cryptic, and my apologies. But I just wanted to get that off my chest that that this man is is a is a straight shooter. You know, he may God, he's been in showbiz. How many how many hits? How many millions of records has he sold? Wouldn't you love that? If, I mean, especially in this friggin' town, that if everybody could step up yeah, and just yeah. Mart, ain't gonna happen. That kind of thing. No, everything <laughs> is. Oh, you're great. No, you're great. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. you're great. No, you've never offended me. And then they then they never talk to you again. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not that guy. I will be the guy that calls. I'll say, you know, I have a problem with this. Get let's, out of the way. Let's you clear this you. up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Juanita Broderick uh, reacts to Epstein's document release. Uh, Juanita says there are good men and then there's Bill Clinton. You know, she's the one who accused uh, Bill Clinton of rape. Uh, she reacted to the unsealing of U.S. court documents regarding individuals linked to the late uh, convicted pedophile financier Jeffrey Epstein, Stein, uh, recalling uh, what the former president allegedly said after allegedly raping her. I never, for some reason, I, I missed this. After Bill Clinton viciously raped me, he said, don't worry, I'm sterile due to mumps when I was a boy. I heard, I heard about that. That's what Broderick says. Yeah. Uh, I had mumps as well. Didn't make me sterile. Uh, did not, you know, and I have uh, proof. I have a beautiful daughter. Uh, did not make me sterile. Uh, Mark, you had mumps, I believe. Did you not? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I had three kids. Uh, right. Uh, then he told me, this is Broderick, Juanita Broderick, uh, saying, you'd better put some ice on that, pointing to my swollen and bleeding lip. There are good men, and then there's Bill Clinton, she added. Uh, her remarks follow the unsealing of court documents detailing witness statements after people linked to the uh, convicted uh, sex offender. Clinton's name is mentioned dozens of times. Will we ever get the full report? Nah. <laughs> no, no, we won't. Uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, of course not. Uh, and, and secondly, if you believe, and I'm telling you, I am not the conspiratorial dude. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But if you believe this Epstein hung himself... That is a big crock of crap, Of course man. it is. I mean, the fi- the fix was in on this one. Well, the latest thing, too, about Trump being on the plane, one of Epstein's plane, going yeah, to the yeah. island, he never went to the island. This plane <laughs> never well, but, He's already but, been cleared. It's but, been but, cleared. But, but, yeah, but, he's cleared. By the way, by the way, we're trying to get him on something else. Yeah, but but regardless, well, they're, they're not going to stop until they nail him. But, but here's the bottom line. I, I'm not here to defend Trump. Maybe he was on the island. I don't know. Simply... Because he was a great president, and I would like him to be president again, doesn't mean that I'm going to defend him. I don't have the facts. I don't know if he was on the island. Maybe he was. No. I know that he knew. You don't know, Mark, what and you- no one really knows. And maybe when these are completely unsealed and the facts are obtained, we will know. But I, I'm not going to be here defending uh, We're never uh, gonna Trump. Know. But, but, yeah, but uh, you'll know more about Trump being involved than anyone else, right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Hell yeah. As much as they're going to allow us to know. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, a couple of things. Where the hell did I put this uh, This weird dream? Oh, there it is from uh, Rigdon D's. Rick had a, a dream about me, and he, uh, and oh, he sent it to me. Um, oh, uh, oh, okay. Let me, let me clear this first. Uh, FAA has uh, now grounded 171 Boeing 737 MAX 9s worldwide uh, because of a, man, it was an Alaska Airlines plane suffered a blowout that left a gaping hole in the side of the fuselage. Oh, that's not good. The required inspections will take around four to eight hours per aircraft and will affect about 171 airplanes worldwide. I, uh, I traveled to Reno, Nevada a couple times in one month about two months ago, and they're both, because of Southwest Airlines, so they're both seven threes, and one of them was one of these uh, one of these maxes, and I will tell you, I I saw that max on the side of the plane and thought about it, or at least you know the equipment uh, in my register. 
Uh, they call that equipment. Yeah, that's the equipment that they use to fly. And uh, meaning the 737 MAX. And I, and I looked at that and I thought, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I was trepidatious because these Maxes, you know, they were falling out of the sky for a while. And if you recall, Donald Trump had to ground these things a few years ago because what they did is, is Boeing took the original 737s and they retrofitted them and supposedly made them better. And then they called them the Max. And then they started falling out of the sky. And it's like, that's some scary stuff. And it was no pilot error, man. It was simply, they screwed up. Boeing screwed up. Yes, Mark C.G. Boyer, make sure his mic's up so I can hear him. There's uh, uh, an option that the airline can do themselves, and that is to swap out an additional emergency exit right. for seating. Yeah. And that's what failed. When they removed what? the section, which are, is modular. Are you talking about this current blowout of the window? Yes. Is that what you're talking about, or yes. the door? Yeah. Yeah, so they, they took the extra emergency exit away okay. and put in four seats. Ah, okay. And this is something the airlines are supposed to be able to do on their own. Right, because right. Because the parts are modular. But it, but it was done by whom, then? Uh, it was done by the airline mechanics, but the it's not in... The yeah, did the, flight, did the flight attendants, were they were they working the doors? In no, the, the, the mechanics, yeah. the mechanics did it. Yeah. Well, the but mechanics, now hold on to Mark, because yeah. I've known a lot of Boeing mechanics. I'm from the North Hey, Mark, I was the, married to a flight attendant. Right, we're the biggest... Well, I, I was married to the mechanics, we're the biggest... Uh, but it wasn't the mechanics' well, no, 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 we're the biggest uh, Boeing plant is in the world. Okay, so if it wasn't... I mean, it, if it wasn't the mechanic's fault, whose fault was it? It's Boeing's design for this replaceable part. Uh, okay. And I disagree with not the mechanic's fault. And that's what's... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a little scary. Will it keep me off of a 737? No. It will be. Me. Because hopefully. Well, yeah, but you you get scared of weird crap there, Tattoo Dave. I'm not scared. I La- just have no interest in flying anywhere. La- I don't want to deal with the airport. I don't want to oh, deal no, with no, the I, lines. I, I, I don't just blame can't you. do it. No, no. I, I don't blame you uh, regarding that. But if you take Burbank Airport, there are no lines no. in that. And that uh, yeah, sort but they don't fly anywhere, everywhere. Yeah, but all, uh, the only place you, my friend, need to fly to is northern Nevada. Okay. Yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah. You, know what's, you know what's great about Dave? Here's this big, tough biker. Oh, I know, I know. Guy, and he is afraid of little things. He like is. He, well, I'll give you an, exa- I'll give you an all example. I'll give you an example. Here we go. Let's hear it. Last, last New Year's Eve, which was only a week ago, my friends, uh, I made some, uh, some turkey taco meat. And so I understand that, that Dave queried to my brother, Mart, uh-huh. uh, how, how old is this? Now, when I first heard that he asked that, I thought to myself, he's wondering how old the meat is before it was made into the no. taco meat. But you didn't mean that, right? No, Dave, no. When, meant, did, when did you make it? It meant, when did I make it? Yeah, during the <laughs> afternoon. That's, and it was... That's not afraid. That's common sense. And it, it was, <laughs> but it was if, made... If I show people a picture of that <laughs> god darn kitchen... Yeah, oh yeah. They'd understand me. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not a mess like Come some on, trailer man. park, uh, you well, know... It's kitchen. kind of messy, but I, you know, I just, I needed to know. Yeah. Well, I would not serve it if there were... Well, maybe I would. I, I don't know. No, that's I the other thing. You no, were you serving were. it. It was on the stove, on the yeah. pan, and I didn't know. So, so, so I, yeah, so yeah I made it about two hours prior. But I thought, I thought he was wondering how long had I kept the the meat in the refrigerator. <laughs> but then he had to double down and ask you. But he already. He but Mark, d- Mark, didn't you tell me that Tattoo Dave had two of them before he asked? Well, he had one at least. There you go. That so I'm not scared. Well, I, yeah. I did it, but then I thought, <laughs> oh, I better win. Yeah, have. but Dave, it's uh, you know the train is pulled out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, food poisoning! Okay. Too late.
It's over. Okay, so Rick Dees. Rick, Rick Dees. Hey, Magic Matt, uh, God bless you. And uh, here's Kaja Gugu again. And I'll follow it up with Madonna, two songs in a row. Hey. And then we'll pl- play another eight, and that'll make it ten songs commercial free. What are you going to win today? Oh, you're going to win, uh, you know, I just, I'm not here to F you. I just want to give you prizes. But wait, there's more. Yeah. Rick Dees, and he titled this, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, this came from Rick on December 24th, on Christmas Eve. Wow. Matt, I had a frightening dream last night, and I wanted to share it with you. You and I were traveling the Pomona Freeway in a red 1973, I should say it in his, in the way he would say it. Uh, You and I were traveling the Pomona Freeway in a red 1973 Pontiac Bonneville. It was late at night. On that dark desert highway, with cool wind in our hair, the warm smell of Colitis rising up through the air, we were listening to Bruce Vidal on the radio. By the way, he was our midday guy when Rick and I worked together at KISS FM here in Los Angeles. Beautiful man. Miss him. Uh, Bruce was a a great guy. Uh, We were listening to Bruce Vidal on the radio. Up ahead in the distance, we saw a shimmering light. Our heads grew heavy and our sight grew dim. We had to stop for the night. As we approached that shimmering light... Uh, became all bright spotlight, uh, illuminating a huge sign on the side of the freeway. The sign said, this is the end of the 1970s. Two military guards with high-powered weapons stood sentry. At that point on the freeway, a line of cards had formed, and each car was being meticulously inspected. I was driving, and you were in the passenger seat. When our 1973 Bonneville pulled up to the checkpoint, one of the military guards shined the government-issued flashlight in her eyes. Get out of the vehicle, he screamed. As it gave you and me a cold, calculating stare, both of us were given a rough, humiliating, side-of-the-road body cavity search. Mm. Ew. Yeah. Then we were (laughs) separated for questioning. I was asked if I heard of the prophecy of the one glove, if I had knowledge of a super freak, and had heard of a Madonna apart from the Virgin Mary. I answered, yes. I was led back to the car and immediately noticed that you were missing. In a panic, I pleaded, where is Magic Matt? What have you done with him? The uniformed guard's cold stare and reply still horrifies me. Matt Allen did not pass the test. He will never be allowed to travel into the 1980s and must always stay in the 70s. We have sent him to maximum music prison in a maximum security facility known as, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's the other outlet that I work for. I abruptly awakened in a cold sweat, thankful and whispering these words, thank heavens it was a dream, thank heavens it was a dream. (laughs) I got out of the bed, pulled back the curtains from my window to see the weather and looked out on my driveway and saw this horrifying sight. It was the Pontiac. (laughs) And that's that's rigged in D's. Yeah, that's that's a man who had a nasty dream about he and I. And the part that really stands out for me in that dream is the full body cavity search. Why that would be a part of his dream, I find a little frightening and intimidating. Hoping (laughs) hoping that it was female uh, officers. Yeah. Therein lies the rub. We'll be this after back on Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio on YouTube, on Rumble, on X, a.k.a. Twitter, and the finest radio stations in the world. What's up, Wisconsin? So, you're listening to Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio.